Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Malouf. Hey Matt, how's it going? Excellent, Barb, and yourself? I'm good. Now, where in the world are you today? Because I know you're traveling a bit at the moment. I am. I'm in the, on the beautiful sunshine coast of Queensland. And is up it in Noosa. good weather? It is. It is. It's a, it was a, I went for a beautiful walk this morning along the, uh, the river there. And um, it's balmy and humid as Queensland is this time of year. Yeah, Noosa is an amazing spot. Well, I'm, I'm based in, I'm obviously in my hometown of Sydney at the moment. So it's kind of wet and windy here today. But um, today's show, like I'm really excited about today's show because it's a topic that's close to my heart and it is, we're going to tackle the difficulty in getting offshoring right and specifically the difficulty about recruiting because that is literally the first step to get right. Um, I know I hear it all the time with clients coming to our business who sort of say, look, I tried, I failed you know, how are you different? That's kind of what they, they're, they're burnt out from the experience of trying this. And I know, Matt, you've had some stories like this as well. Oh, I, even just yesterday, um, you know, in a lot, of, a lot of the business coaching that I do, um, we're, we're obviously trying to help people grow their business, but also increase their margins and their profits. And so using virtual assistants is, is one great way of doing that and getting great people to do things. But yesterday I'm in a meeting and um, as soon as I broached the subject, this guy was like, stop. He actually put his hand up and came, stop. I, I've done it. It doesn't work for me. And I looked at him and I was like, and, and you know, this guy's been in business for a long time. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't? I, I've tried it. I've tried it. I've heard it all. I've read the books. It doesn't work for me. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. And, and I think what we want to really get out of this episode today is to dispel this myth because Barb and I have a, a belief that it, it can work for everyone, but it, it, it's simple but not easy. Yes. And I guess what I really want to show today is, you know, I mean, I'm running, we've got almost 120 employees now in the Philippines, and I can tell you firsthand how difficult it is, but how successful and how rewarding it is when you get it right. So I thought, you know, one of the biggest issues people face is recruiting. And it is one of our pain points as well at the Virtual Hub. It is probably the hardest part of what we do is, is right up there at the front at the recruiting end. So let's, let's dissect this. Um, Matt, I thought, you know, like one of, the, I guess, on our sales calls that come through, one of the questions we ask is, you know, what, what's your biggest fear about hiring a VA offshore? And one of the most common things, there's sort of three common answers we get, but one of the big ones is, I've tried it in the past, it was really bad, I'm willing to give it one more shot, but they almost, we almost have to change their belief before they even start, which can be hard for us from a mindset point of view. Um, but thankfully, we tend to deliver most of the time and our success rate's very high. And I'm happy to share today the gold about how we get that high success rate. How does that sound? I think, I think it's awesome. I think everyone <laughs> should have a, a pen and paper. I've got a pen and paper ready to go. 
and everyone should have a pen and paper ready to go because you're about to get some amazing learning. Yes, I know. I can just share with you that I literally have grey hair from trying to get this process right. So, first thing that I've said to people when they when they present this problem to me, I say, look. Don't beat yourself up. It doesn't matter how successful you've been in business in every other part of business. It doesn't matter how big your, or small your business is. It's irrelevant because this is a whole new thing that is actually extraordinarily difficult to get right. So it's not that you failed. It's that you just haven't found the holy grail yet. Um, and it takes years of experience to hone that. So just to give you a bit of insight... And I'm going to talk through these, these stats with you, but I've just looked at the last six months of last year of our stats in, in recruiting and over a thousand people applied for a job with us. And in the end, after an excruciating six week period, uh, they have to go through, it takes about six weeks for us to whittle it down. We employed only 3%, right? Now that is an extraordinary cost on our business. It's, it's, exhausting actually we have a huge team <clears throat> excuse me that have to manage that um but let's talk about the reasons why okay so first of all you've got people that will apply for a job and anyone who's gone on upwork will, will have noticed this you'll get a million applications for a job ad some of them won't have even read the ad right so they'll be the wrong applic applicant from the right, right off the bat so of course we have to whittle those people out then of the people who are kind of okay and look like we possibly could meet with them when we invite them, um, they have to come into our office to actually come in for the starting um, of the process. Over 50% of them won't even bother to show up. They'll confirm, but they won't bother to show up on at the time. Yeah, well. Now, wow. for me, it's a bit like dating. If you were invited on a date, and especially for women listening, and you're sitting in a restaurant and the bloke doesn't show up, well, you would, I mean, you're an idiot if you give him another chance or even take a phone call. So for us, that is like, yeah, it's like step one. We actually and, and, checklist. And for the world. guys on the show, for the guys, make sure you show up. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, how, I mean, half the battle is showing up. So you'll have like 50% of them will not show up. So it's, it's extraordinary for me to admit that, but that's actually the truth. So then of the people that do show up, now here's the clincher. Now, this is in the Philippines specifically. So anyone recruiting there, you know, you, the people who don't show up first are the ones who are not going to show up for work on time. They're the ones that are not going to give you the, the work that you need. They're, they're going to be doing sloppy work. They're going to say they're doing, they're, they're just basically, they've shown their character from the first moment of not showing up for the interview. So if that happens, move on. Second test that most people fail. So the next 50%, the majority of those that show up will fail our English tests. Now, English in the Philippines is a very strong second language. As you know, Matt, their English is very good. But the reality is the level of English that a business owner requires from a virtual assistant is way higher than someone who's just good at English. They need to actually be very highly proficient in English. Um, and we have a number of tests that we put people through, one of which is called Berlitz. You can actually have a look at that. And the Berlitz test, we look at that majority of people fail it. Or they just, they don't fail, they just get a very low level. And that whittles people down. They're like, all of a sudden we're down to kind of 20% of the pool at that point. So, so, so let me pause you for a second, Bob, because I think you bring up a really, really good point here. Mm. Um, one of the issues, uh, I mentioned the, the client I was talking to yesterday, uh, one, he, he was like, we recruit uh, in Australia 
because oh, we, we recruit locally because uh, we need someone that has strong English and understands uh, the colloquialisms of our market. And I'm like, I've, I've had virtual assistants all around the world and they understand they have great English. And, and I just think it's a really, really good uh, point that you make because you understand the importance of it, but you test for it. You have and, to and this test is where for I think, mm. yeah. And I, so most people would just have a conversation and make, make a judgment call, but because someone has great verbal communication doesn't mean they have great written communication exactly uh, or that or they or when they're reading and if you think about when you're working with your virtual team so much of that is in written language not verbal communication um and so i, I love that test i think it, yeah, that's that's yeah. unreal picking up nuances and you know as part of our test so we don't just do the brillettes we've actually got a actually quite mean what we do to them but they they have to sit like a five-hour exam when they come in for their first session with us but one of the reasons we're doing it is because we want to be fair to them as well and the reality is if we were to employ some of those people they would never survive and the client experience would be terrible and then their experience as an employee of ours would be terrible because we would have led them down a path that they're never going to succeed. So it's much better to just be realistic about this up front. Test written language. As you say, an interview is not enough because people can say anything in an interview. So we also get them to write um, a written piece about why they feel we should hire them. So we don't just ask them that question. We ask them to write that on an application form. So we get a sense of their what drives them? Because people, people, you pick up little small things in how people write about themselves. And that's a really, really key point to remember. So yeah, communication style, English, like, you know, show up. These are, the, these are sort of step one and two. For us then, because we're more in a digital marketing kind of focused place, we need to test for things like, we do a little test around branding to see who has an eye for detail or an eye for color. Um, now, we don't hire designers, but some people have a natural eye for that. So let's say you're hiring someone that you would like to be involved in your Instagram account or your social media. Well, you may not need to hire a designer. You may just need somebody who has taught themselves Photoshop, who is into photography, you know, who's quite creative in their own way. And that can be enough for social media, for example. So we don't cut people out at that point. We just want to kind of grade where their where their strengths lie now the next step after that for us is you need with a virtual assistant um and you know this matt they need to be able to follow instructions and they need to have attention to detail so the next step for us and i would strongly urge somebody to do this give them a task that has a couple of doozies in there like a vague a sort of a slightly vague instruction see how they cope with that and then very specific instructions and see how much of it they pick up. And you want to be very metrics driven with this stuff. So this is before you ever meet the person, right? So that you don't have an emotional connection to them and you can purely grade them based on the, you know, did they get this instruction, this instruction, and this one, the, the top three? Did they miss instruction four? How did they do on a slightly vague instruction in making their own decision? Does that make sense of how you would metrics driven? 100%. And, and the thing I'm loving about this, Bob, for our listeners is um, we, we, we hear this, um, you know, you know, this quote, it's very cliche, you know, hire slow, fire fast. And 
what I'm loving with this is you know, your process, it, 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 whilst it, for many, I mean, you talked about a six-week process. That's yeah. un, unheard of. And I love it because one of the biggest gripes people have in business is my people aren't doing what I ask them to do or I can't find great people or et cetera, et cetera. And the beauty in what you're doing and, and having, I can, I can understand now the, why the quality of the people that you place and, and, and we hire um, your, uh, people from your team as well, um, why their quality is so high because the virtual hub takes them through this beautiful process and, and I love how you position it and it's so true and, and if, please hear, hear what Barb said. It's in their best interest as much as it is yours. Because the last thing you want to do is set somebody up to fail. Um, yes. And this process is just, it's unreal. Like, it's, it's you really always good. send them, for those that fail, for example, let's say those that come through that, the ones that don't show up, we don't bother. But the ones that actually went through this process and sat down for the hours in our office and tried really hard, we don't just say, sorry, you failed. We actually send them away with some pointers. We tell them how to succeed. And we say, you can come back and you can reapply in six months time. So we're saying to them, you can go away and take what you've learned today. You can study how to become better. And if you really want this, we'll see you in six months time. And we've had a few successful hires that actually came back. Now that shows great determination. And they've said in their interview when they came back, eventually we do get to interview. And their comment was that I wanted to work for this company because they, they, they just saw that it was excellence what we're doing. And they want to be excellent. And that's kind of what we need. And it's what any business owner needs. Um, now, the only thing I would say is, you know, our, it's a six-week process. And on average, 220 people per month apply for a job with us. So what I want to say with that is, you know, don't deceive yourself as to how hard this is and the resourcing that you will need to put behind finding the, the right fit, particularly in the Philippines, because there's a lot of people over there and you have to filter. So, you know, obviously that's a plug for my company. That's why people like to come to us. But on the flip side, and here's the real clincher, after all that time, sometimes what you, you would think, well, if you get people with experience or the right experience coming through, surely they should blitz that test. And yes, they do. But what we find is in the interview, we can sometimes pick up some character flaws or things that we don't particularly like that are not a good cultural fit for us. And often those people will get turned away. Even though they've got the right experience, we can just feel they're not the right cultural fit. The other thing we notice is after we eventually do interviews, then we put them into a three-week intensive full-time training program that we pay. So we actually employ them as full-time employees and their first three or four weeks with us is this training program. And you would not believe the amount of people who go into the training program but don't come out the other side because they, they, it's work ethic. You see the whites of their eyes over three or four weeks and you can pick up character, work ethic, values, cultural fit. And sometimes we've let the most experienced people go because they don't culturally fit with what we're doing. Hope that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does, and and here's here's why I think um, having an expert do this is so important. Um, I I know um, in all the businesses I work with, very few people would actually have the time to invest into this. So what happens is 
we make quick hiring decisions that don't go through a thorough process like this and then out the back of a, a poor experience make the judgment call that this can't work for my business or my business is different um and the the what barbara's explaining today is vital for the success of your companies it really is because uh you know you can't grow a great business without great people and you can't build a great team and have great people without a great recruitment and onboarding process and you, you could ask any expert that i mean I've, I've i've literally studied this for around the world this is universal it's not it's not isolated to any any industry sector it's not isolated to any geographic sector it's universal and you know really understand the the detail of this process but not only that um bob and, and I'm, I'm sure you're happy to talk about this you've got experts that are vetting these people they're not just you know anyone and anyone everyone who's part of your recruitment process these yeah, are trained no. recruitment professionals doing this yeah and i'm quite heavily involved myself so one of the things people who are inside the virtual hub will notice is that i'm more involved in the operational end of things than i am on the client side and the reason I made that decision a few years ago is I realized that the actual, the crucial thing for us to get right is the recruitment and the people we hire because they are the ones that then deliver success for a client. And, you know, it's better for me to sit on that side and keep a tight leash on that side of things um, and allow others to manage the client side, if you know what I mean, because that, that gives us success. Now, yes. if you'll notice from everything I've said, People always talk about A players, right? Everyone goes, I want to hire A players. I want to hire people with experience. In my opinion, and it's just my opinion, you want to hire smart people that have the right character. Now, character is something you're born with and is bred into you as a child. You can't teach it. You have to find people who are smart with the right character, the right work ethic, and are enthusiastic about what it is that you're doing because those things you can't teach. Skills and processes and everything else you can teach as long as you've got the right character and, the, and a person who's smart enough with, with the correct level of English, for example. So sometimes our clients find this frustrating because this is where we're different from a, a traditional recruiter, for example. A traditional recruiter might do a few tests They'll get a massive bank of resumes and they'll just keep showing you people that they've interviewed. Um, those people will not have been through a process like this. And therefore, the attrition rate and the failure rate is actually higher in those kinds of um, businesses. And that's why some people will say, well, I went through an agency before and it was a disaster. And unfortunately, it's because it's this difficult. Um, but that means our lead times are longer. Sometimes clients get frustrated because they only meet two people, but our success rate is high. So I just wanted to add that as a, as a, some context for how difficult it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I can't stress enough. This, we hear about this. I love that, that when you talk about character uh, and that you can't teach this, you know, the number of times, I've seen this happen where um, often you'll make a bad hiring choice and choose the wrong character alignment when you're hiring too fast. You don't have a strong process. 
but also too that you ha- you haven't actually clearly articulated and set down well, what what are the values of our company, what is important, and how do we align to that? Um, you know, and, and on previous shows, Barb, we've talked about systems and 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 processes and the like. If you get someone who's, as Barbara said, smart with the right character, you plug them into your system, your business system. Um, they look like superstars. Absolutely, and then getting onto this business system thing, if you've got a if you've got a rock star business system and you take ownership of that system yourself, you can plug any virtual assistant into that as long as you've gone through this kind of process. You, all you got to, all you need is a great person who's smart enough, right, and who is the right cultural fit. You can, you know, processes, you're not asking them to develop process because they don't have the context across your entire business. So asking virtual assistants to create processes in your operations manual for you, while some of them can help you with it, some clients are really misguided in, in, in how they're thinking about virtual assistants, as we've talked about many times, and therefore they try to hire people they're sort of looking for a skill set that almost doesn't exist. And in the Philippines, people will make it up. They, they will actually tell you what you want to hear in interviews. Um, and I, I haven't even touched on the other, the HR aspect, which is things like background checks. You know, like nobody's doing proper background checks, but because we're a Philippine company with local HR staff, we can check police records. We do full medicals so we can tell if somebody's taking drugs, for example. We've had that. We've had someone go right to the end of our training program, get hired. And then we had to let him go because his medical came back with some dodgy stuff. So, you know, you would never pick that up unless you're being this rigorous. I love <laughs> That's this. the tough and, and, part, right? This, oh, is, this is, is what keeps is, me awake at night, is the, is the medical. It's interesting, it's interesting though, Bob, I, I remember, um, so I, I've been using virtual assistants now for probably the best part of eight years. And I, in the early days, um, I hired direct myself, I, I, largely because agencies like the virtual hub didn't exist. Um, yeah. And... I, I used to always be, uh, you'd get their resumes and you'd get, it was like a roll of toilet paper coming out with all the, all the things that this person could do. And I'm like, wow, look like this person's a superhuman. It's unbelievable, the experience. But to your point, a lot of the time they were just telling me what, what I wanted to hear and they, they were trying to wow me. So they may have used a particular piece of software for, you know, yeah and now that's on their resume and yeah. and it's like you know it is, uh, and you would have seen it as well and it, it, to the trained eye you start to learn that this is not the way it is and, and unless you have a really really strong uh, and proven recruitment system uh unfortunately you'll, you'll make the wrong hiring decision and i think look i think we've all made those mistakes the only way that barbara's process is as strong and and uh, get get such great results is be- not not because of the success she all the success she's had with it. It's all the mistakes that she's made in the past. Oh yeah, I've been burned to this too. Point. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, we you know we've refined this over years and years and years, and you mm. only learn you only learn this from doing it at scale. You know, like yes. hiring at the volume that we need to hire, we can't even hire as fast as we need to, but. You know, we sort of see ourselves as protecting the client. I mean, if a client comes to us, I'll be honest, it's it's not, you know, not every client is down with it. Some clients would prefer a pure recruiter and that's fine. But we, 
you know, I've even looked at what would happen if we were to lower slightly our English test result. And my recruiters were saying to me, and they've been doing this a long time, they said to me, Barb, nah, because we don't even get people. It's either like a clear pass or fail. Like we don't get people that are borderline. And if they get a borderline, someone who almost passed, they tend to bring them through to the next level just to see how they go. So, you know, I've tried increasing it, but it's, it's actually just recruiting and hiring people is a tough game. And it's tougher in the Philippines because culturally there are, you know, they're still behind, you know, and I don't mean this in a, in a, uh, a derogatory way, but you have to remember that an industry like the call center industry has exploded in the Philippines in the last 10 years in particular. And with that brings shady cultural practices within businesses that don't treat their staff well, you know, um, so therefore you get a culture of people who don't care. You know, they just go for every job interview and that's why they don't show up. It's not that they're inherently bad people. It's just the culture right now in the Philippines is churn and burn. And you want to don't get caught up in that because that's what it's like. That's a bit of just cultural insight there. So, yeah. yeah. more and more people are now uh, uh, open and using virtual assistants. So the whole supply demand curve is shifting. There's still a huge supply, but the, you've got to look at the quality. The great people often, and this is in most markets around the world, uh, are in jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're hard to headhunt out. It depends. I mean, we, you know, if you're just hiring contractors, what you have to remember is people like me who have companies over there, the stuff we're offering staff is stuff you can't offer them because you're not, you're not in the Philippines. So like we have the highest level of private health cover. We've got, you know, we, we understand all the labor code, all the Philippine public holidays and how to navigate that, what, what they care about, you know, what's important for them. For example, I'll give you a tip. What's very important for the Filipinos is to have their children under the private health cover that you will, you will have someone work for you for life if you can get their kids on it. So, you know, having a local company gives me a lot of advantage in that, in that I can deliver a lot of those things. Um, And and that means that you can attract great talent by having a culture like that. But but it doesn't mean you couldn't do it uh, getting your own freelancers or contractors. You just got to be aware of all these dynamics, I guess, that are there. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was actually, I, I, it was almost good for me to share that because it's like I, I've realized the depth of what we do. Yeah, it's amazing. And like, I just, you know, I, I think this is one of those shows that everyone should go back and listen to a few times because there was so much gold that you were sharing. And if you took nothing else away from this, understand that in order for virtual assistants to work in your business. It actually starts with a strong recruitment um, process at the front end. If you don't have a strong recruitment process at the front end, then you you really are playing Russian roulette, aren't you? It's a a gamble. it really Look, is. I mean, if and I was if I was to say the steps, I mean, you need, you know, first first off, you need this recruitment, this depth of recruitment process. Then, as we've talked about about ad nauseum on this podcast, it's the strength of your business process and and your engine that you're going to plug this person into. And then the next bit after that is your things like HR, employee engagement, treating people like they're part of your culture, all that sort of stuff, and. If I could think about it, those are kind of the three big prongs of how you can, how you get loyal, engaged, happy, 
people who love working for you and will build your company for you. But if you don't get those three things right, you will, you can end up very frustrated. Yeah. Well, uh, Bob, just, just in closing, was there anything else you wanted to, to add? Cause I, I mean, I, I've got, a, I've got two pages full of notes here. Uh, <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, is there anything else um, that we, we should, um, you know, I mean, you know, having that right process, choosing them right. Um, yeah. I, I think, I, the thing I would add is, yeah. is just, it's, it's, it's making sure you don't cut corners. Yeah. Don't. You'll you know, pay for it later. Too often. You will. I see so many people going, oh, I don't need to do a reference check. Oh, I don't need to do the English test. I spoke to them and they've got great English. The moment you cut corners on, a proven process, it, it, uh, it exposes you to, to challenges. Yeah. And look, the thing I would add to that is be 80% metrics, 20% personality, because they have to be a right personality fit for you. But do the metrics part first. So all your testing needs to be metrics based so that you're unemotional. Because if you're like me, the minute you meet someone, I mean, I, I'm not allowed to interview people. I think I've shared this before because I just fall in love with everyone and I see the best in everyone and I want to give everyone a job. So it's better for me, like I don't get involved in any of the meeting of anyone, but I just, I look at the data. So I'm supplied with all the data and the decision-making from my team. So, yeah, just stick to your metrics. And, and the same goes for KPIs and when you're eventually, um, you know, on, when you're growing people within your business, try to focus a lot on the metric side of it so that you're actually getting real data that you can make proper decisions on. Because at the end of the day, you're running a business, not a charity. So I'll finish on that. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Bob. Thank you so much for, for sharing this with us today. It, it, it really is um, I, I just think it's so generous of you to, to share this process with everyone. I just love how, you know, for the listeners, how we come up with these shows is sometimes Matt and I are just shooting the breeze and we're like, you know, hey, this happened this week or and we're like, that'd make a great show. Yeah, let's do it. And we just do these shows. So these are real, you know, nuggets of information that we share. We, we, we find that through our own discussions, we come up with great ideas for the show. Yeah. And just on that, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode and others, we'd love for you to leave us a review um, share it out there in social media. And also, too, if you've got any particular area that you would like us to do a show on, uh, a challenge you, you're having, wins that you've had when it comes to your virtual teams, um, you know, we've got the Virtual Success Show Facebook group. Um, so please um, share, share that with us or, or reach out to us. Uh, we're always looking for great show ideas. Um, but other than that, um, Bob, you have a, an amazing day. And um, I look forward to uh, to our next show. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together.